Welcome to the Ivy Church podcast. For more podcasts and information about Ivy Church, go to ivychurch.org. How are you all doing this morning? Yeah. All good? Yeah. yeah. Oh, what it could have been, Sunday the 15th. Yeah, we won't go there. We won't go there. Some of you, you'll be grateful because you probably would have had a preach that was all about a certain event. But, um, but hey, we're not going there. So let's go where we actually are going. We're in a new series this morning. Um, and this series, actually, I think, we were talking about this in the staff room. And uh, I think this might be the longest series that we're... Um, we will have done, or at least while I've been at Ivy anyway, for the last six years or so. Um, And it's a series called The Summer of Songs, um, God's Playlist for Your Life. And we're going to be looking over the next couple of months um, at the book of Psalms. And each week we're going to be picking out a particular psalm um, and just diving straight into that. And you know, the great thing about psalms is that they have this... Uh, amazing ability to capture um, reality, reality of a human experience, Um, no matter how deep the pain may feel, no matter how frustrating the situation might seem, or how overwhelming the joy that we uh, express, the Psalms can relate to all of those. We can find a Psalm to match you know, we can find a psalm that echoes all these emotions and experiences. It's um, not just superficial, but that's in our innermost being, whatever situation you find yourself in. I'm sure that there is a psalm that relates to that situation. You know, and psalms were used both back in the day and now as public worship, but also as personal devotion. And that's sort of what we're going to be looking at over the next couple of months, the songs, the poetry, but for me the true essence of it was, was its prayer. It's people um, expressing their feelings, expressing the situation that they're in. It's almost like an outpouring of their heart to God, and to me that sounds a lot like prayer. It's, it's basically real people being real, being real to the situation that they're in. You know, the Psalms, it teaches us that it's okay to have ups and downs in our life. It's okay to feel the way that we do. It's, it's okay that actually this is really tough and I am hurting right now. It's okay. The Psalms teaches us that actually it's okay for us to feel like that. You know, God doesn't want us to suppress or to deny the feelings that we have inside of us. He doesn't want us to bury them to one side and ignore our feelings. He wants us to be real. He wants us to be honest. He wants us to be honest with him. And it's funny because actually he already knows, doesn't he? It's like we're, we're kidding ourselves if we think if we keep it to ourselves, he doesn't already know. Because he does. So we're here in, we're in our year of prayer here at Ivy Church uh, and we're going to be spending some time over this summer focusing on these psalms. And my prayer for us as Ivy Church Didsbury is actually throughout these next couple of months 
we're going to just see so much more of God than we've ever seen before. That as we dive into these Psalms, we're we're going to know more of who God is. We're going to know more of his unconditional love for us. We're going to know more of who we are in him. And ultimately, our relationship with him is going to grow. It's going to blossom. And we're going to see some amazing things happen in this next season for us as a church. Now, I don't know uh, how many of you out there are, but for me, I'm not very green-fingered. And by that, I mean I'm not really into gardening. And my wife can probably vouch for this. Um, Obviously, we've been having a lot of warm weather, which is great, and I would rather that over, over uh, lots of wet weather. Um, but currently in our house, for those of you who know, we're, we're currently doing up our house. There's a, there's a lot of things still to be done. Um, and one thing we don't actually have, uh, because it broke, was an outside tap. So now I don't have a hose. So in terms of like watering plants and all of that, it's just not happened. Well, it has happened, but I've had to do it the old school way, watering can from the tap in the kitchen, fill that up, do the plant pot, go back. It's quite long and laborious and not that much fun. I'd much rather be there with a hose. Um, and we've got some uh, potted plants at the front of our house, and we've got some potted plants at the back of our house. And do you know what? The front, the front plants, they're not looking great. So there's actually, there was two plants there that I've now thrown away because they look that bad. Uh, and we've got the in-laws coming in a couple of weeks and uh, we can't have our house looking uh, like that with some dead flowers out the front. But on the contrast, the ones at the back are doing okay. They're doing okay. And the reason for that is, is because when I'm stood at the kitchen sink and I'm looking out into my garden, I see that there are plants there. And I'm like, wow, I've not had rain for about three weeks. I should probably go and water them. But I just don't think about the ones at the front. Or I'm too lazy to go to the ones at the front. And they don't get watered. So they're just dead. It's pretty sorry. It's, a, it's sad. Um, why am I telling you this? I ask myself that question, why am I telling you this? Well, there is a link, so we'll get to it. But let's first read the Bible. If you want to join me, it's Psalm 1. That's the psalm that we're looking at this morning. Um, hopefully some of it will come up on the screen. If not, grab a Bible or switch your Bible on uh, and follow me as we read. It says, Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked. Or stand in the way that sinners take. Or sit in the company of mockers. But whose delight is in the law of the Lord. And who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water. Which yields its fruit in season. And whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. Not so the wicked. They are like chaff that blows, that the wind blows away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous. But the way of the wicked leads us to destruction. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the truth in this. I pray this morning that you would speak to us. Uh, Father, would you use me? Um, to be able to speak to all of us gathered here. Lord, I pray that you would uh, touch us 
uh, right where it hurts in the heart, Lord, would you speak directly to us? We just invite you into this place. Thank you um, for, for this time that we get together this morning. And we just pray all of this in your name. Amen. Great. So why was I talking to you about my dead plants and how rubbish I am at gardening? It was possibly a, a slight plea for anyone who does like gardening and would like to give up their Saturday to come and tender my plants. You're more than welcome to do that. Um, but really, why, am I, why, why did I think of that analogy? Well, see, the plants at the front, they're out the way. For me, they were out the way. They were out of sight. And they weren't positioned near their water source. They weren't in view, but they were to the side. They were at the front of the house, and I'm not at the front of the house. They're not getting what they need to be able to flourish and be able to live the life that that plant was supposed to live because of where it was planted. You see, the plants at the back of the house, they're in view. They're in full view. I can see it. They're close to the tap. So the walk with the watering can actually isn't that far. It's about four or five steps. You see, they're planted near their water source. And because of that, they're starting to flourish and they're getting watered and they're getting what they need. A little bit like the tree that we've just read about. And I want to ask you a question this morning. Where are you planted? Where are you planted this morning? Are you planted somewhere where you're not getting the right source that you need, that you're not getting watered, that you're not getting looked after? Or are you planted next to the stream as we read in the Psalms? Are you planted next to the water source, next to the source of life that's going to give you everything so you can grow into what God has called you to become? I love how this psalmist um, starts with the word blessed. Blessed. What a great way to start the psalms. Blessed. And in the Amplified Version, it goes a little bit further and it says happy, fortunate, prosperous, enviable. Who wants a life like that? Who wants a life that's blessed this morning? Yeah, I want to see a life like that. The psalmist paints us a picture uh, and it's this picture of a tree. It's a picture of a tree that's planted by the streams of water that yields its fruit in season, whose leaves do not wither. Whatever they do prospers. Who wants that in their life? For everything that you do to prosper. That's what it is to be blessed. Let's just get some context around this. In the time that this was written in Israel, um, I mean, I've not been there, but I know um, from looking at Google, which is great, and from hearing from other people that have been there, that it's a pretty dry, dusty place. Back in the day when this was written, it was dry and dusty. But people would go and they would find streams, and that's where they would plant these trees, because there's water, there's a source. And you would see along the riverbeds, all of these amazing trees grow up because they've got the water that they need. It'd just it'd be rows and rows of beautiful trees. And the thing is, they would stand out. They would stand out amongst the barren, dry, dusty land. These trees would stand out and they're attractive. In the psalm, I believe he's saying, you know, to be blessed. It's not just about living the way God wants us to live. It's not just about um, trying to f live in a way that 
pleases him. Of course, we want to do that, but it's about being close to him. It's about being intimate with God. It's about that relationship being so close and being reliant upon him in order that you stand out, in order that you're different to those that are around you. Don't just be the dust, you know, but be something that stands out, that draws others to you, that says, you know what, I want some of that. I want some of what they've got. You're like a tree planted by streams of water. You know, the psalmist goes on and he describes the complete opposite, doesn't he? He starts to talk about um, the, the wicked and they're like chaff. And I don't know if you know, but chaff is like this hard shell that's around wheat. You know, and when the wheat is um, harvested, it's not ready um, to be used straight away. And what the farmer does is they basically have to dry out the wheat and then they, in the olden days, they probably got combine harvesters and all of that now that do it all for you, but they'd stick the fork in and they'd throw and toss the wheat up into the air and the grain, which is the good stuff, which is heavier, would fall to the floor and the chaff, this shell, which was lighter, would be left to just get blown away in the wind. And the farmers don't, it's got no use, the chaff, it's got no use, it's got no purpose, so they just let it blow away. The psalmist is saying, don't be someone who's just living a meaningless life that's got no purpose, you know, that is just getting blown away by the wind. Don't be like that. You know, instead be... You want to be blessed, be like a tree that's going to grow fruit, that's going to prosper, that has purpose, that has meaning. And for me, this psalm basically presents us two ways of life. You know, it almost sets up, it sets up the, the whole of the psalm. So as we go through this summer of song and we're looking at psalms, this one sets it all up for us. But not only that, it, it sets up the whole of the rest of the Bible. It's saying you've got two ways to live. You've either righteous or wicked, it puts it, but it's are you living with God or are you living without God? Are you getting close to the source of life or are you just going to be blown away and be meaningless and useless and just have no point to it? Like, where are you living? Who are you living for this morning? John the Baptist um, says this about the, the, the chaff and he says his winnowing fork, it's in Matthew, his winnowing fork is in his hand and he will clear his threshing floor, gather his wheat into the barn, burning up the chaff with unquenchable fire. That's pretty stark, isn't it? We're saying we're either going to be like a tree or we're like chaff. And he's saying that the chaff's just going to be quenched by the fire. That's pretty stark and harsh to say these two opposites of life. I'm either going to be blessed to the full or I'm going to be burnt by unquenchable fire. That's pretty stark. But do we believe that this morning? You know, it's there in the Bible. You can read it with your own eyes. It's, believe it's true. I believe it's true. I don't believe that it, this is just a fairy tale stuff that we don't have to think about. Now ask the question, what kind of life are you living this morning? Are you chasing after what the world says is success, what the world says is good, what the world says is purposeful and meaningful? Or are you pursuing the kind of success that God's talking about, that blessed life where you're going to see fruit you're going to see purpose. You're going to see meaning. See, God gives us a choice this morning. He gives us that choice. You don't have to be like the chaff. You might be sitting there thinking, maybe I am a bit more like the chaff. But 
You don't have to be. He gives us a choice. You don't have to live a life that's worthless. You don't have to live a life that's not going anywhere. You don't have to live a life that every day you wake up, actually that's a struggle for you. You don't have to live a life where going outside the front door is hard. You don't have to live a life where you just feel like I'm just existing. We're not made to just exist, but we're made to live. You know, it's because of Jesus. It's because of Jesus who died, who paid the price for the things that we get wrong in our lives, that we have purpose in this life, that we can be fulfilled in this life, that we have meaning to our lives. I've got here, you can be a tree. Who wants to be a tree this morning? <laughs> who wants to be a tree that's planted by the water and sees fruit from what they're doing, not just existing because of God's love for you, and that's you as an individual. I'm talking to you as individuals because of his love for you. He's saying, come and plant yourself near me. Come and plant yourself on my riverbed. He's saying, let me be the one that feeds you. Let me be your source. Let me be the one that nourishes you, that gives you the strength, the energy, everything that you need to fulfill all that I have for you. And let me bless you in that. Let me bless you for that. We will stand up. Let's stand up. Let's just shake, shake the legs. Let's not get too comfortable. Give yourself a little stretch. I just want us to spend just a moment just thinking about that. Thinking about those questions. Where are you planted this morning? Who are you living for this morning? Where's the source of your life this morning? And there may be some people in this room who've never actually met Jesus. They may maybe never heard of Jesus before. Never heard of that actually he loves you this morning. I want to say he does. And you've got a choice this morning. You can say yes to him if you want it. You can say yes to him if you want to live that life that's blessed. Maybe just close, close your eyes. And if you know and love the Lord Jesus already, that's great. And maybe just, just thank him in your heart for all that he's done for you. Thank him that he is the source the times that actually you find tough, he's the one who's able to bring you back to life. But maybe you don't know him this morning. And I want to give you the opportunity now. I want to give you the opportunity to say, actually, I want to be planted by the stream. I want to say yes to this Jesus who, who loves me, who's given everything for me. I want to see my life not just in existence, but in meaningness. I want, to, I want to live a life that's fulfilled. I wonder if you've never made that commitment this morning, but you want to right now. I'd love for you just to raise a hand where you're at. Jesus has given you a choice this morning. You can choose him if you want him.
And if you know and love Jesus, but you just want to see more of the blessed life in your life, why don't you just raise a hand right now? If you want to see fruitfulness coming from your life, if you want to see meaning in your life. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Yes, God, we just want to thank you that you are our source, that you've given us this choice, that you've made a way for us to come into relationship with you. Thank you that we have the Psalms here, that no matter what we're feeling, no matter what we're going through, we can find it in your word and you can build us up. Jesus, would you bless us this morning? Lord, would we see fruit from our lives this morning. Help us not just to exist, but to have a life of purpose. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Great, you can take a seat. Maybe you are someone who knows Jesus, and like me, you know that you're not the chaff, but actually you are a tree, but... But actually, when we're talking about a blessed life and a fulfilled life, that's maybe something that we don't often feel. You know, we, we've said yes to him at one point, but actually we're not seeing much fruit. And I just want to encourage us this morning that we've got to get close to him. He wants that for us. He wants that for us. But it is in, it's possible I believe it's possible for us to have a relationship, to have said yes, but in times of our life we don't see the fruit. And why is that? Well, the psalm talks about these negative factors that come into our lives and that we allow into our lives that will inhibit our growth. And he talks about this in the first few verses. Um, He first says about walking. He says, Walking. I'm just going to quickly read it for us. Where are the sinners? There we go. Yeah, he does not walk in step with the wicked. See, when we're walking, for me it's like I'm walking with someone, but at any moment I could just turn and go away. I'm, I'm with this person that I probably shouldn't be with, but at any moment I could, just, I could turn away and I could go a different direction. But then he goes one more and he goes standing. Are you standing in the way that sinners take. And for me that's saying, I'm now giving this thing time and place. I'm standing here now. You've, you've almost got my attention. When I was walking, I could change direction at any moment, but now I'm standing here. And then the, th- the third thing he says, sitting, sit in the company of mockers. You know, for me, sitting, he's saying, you're now finding comfort in this. These negative things that we allow to inhibit our growth. He's saying, don't be these three people. Don't be walking with them. Certainly don't stand with them. Definitely don't be sitting with them. You know, I want to ask you, what negative influences are in your life right now? It might be a long list. It might be a short list. Who are the negative influences in your life right now? See, it's important that we work on removing those things. We don't want to let them inhibit our growth. He says, blessed is not that. 
Blessed is not that person. But instead, he just doesn't say, don't do these things. He's not saying just don't do this. There's always like an action for us to follow. And it then follows on that says, his delight is in the law of the Lord and his law meditates day and night. Blessed are these people who delight in his law. And by law, we're talking about scripture. We're talking about the Bible. So just as we want to remove the negative things, we don't want to be walking with, we don't want to be standing with, we don't want to be sitting with these things but equally we want to be focusing and filling ourselves with positive influences as well. He says to meditate. That means to think deeply, not meditate how we might think, you know, meditation and stuff as a Christian, you're a bit like, oh, no, not going to get into that. It's not about, it's not the Eastern meditation where we talk about emptying your mind. It's not that. Actually, as Christians, we want to fill our mind. When we meditate, we're filling ourselves with the word of God. Are you meditating on his law, on the word? I want to give us some time now um, to actually do that, to actually meditate on God's word. I've got a, a funny picture of a cow, um, purely just so you, if you don't remember anything about this morning, you can remember a cow. And the reason why I've got a funny picture of a cow is because a cow, if you don't know, the way they eat is they constantly chew, 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 chew. It's actually pretty disgusting because they swallow it and then regurgitate it and then they chew, chew, chew. And apparently, so-called, as uh, Wikipedia says, how much you can trust that, I don't know, but a cow chews around 30,000 times a day. Imagine if we chewed on God's word 30,000, we're not going to be chewing 30,000 times a day, but just three times a day. Hey, just spend time chewing over, meditating, thinking deeply, spending time in that word, chewing on God's word. That's what he's saying, a blessed, you want a blessed life. If you want that tree that's flourishing, that's seeing fruit in their lives, how much time are you spending on, in this? We spoke in our last series about that survey that determined your spiritual growth. Number one thing that came out about spiritual growth, time spent in the word. This is what's going to change your life. If you want to see a life of meaning, of purpose, of fulfillment, how much time you spent chewing on God's word, allowing it to sink deep into your life. So if you've got a Bible... Um, I'd love for you to get it out. I'd love for you to get Psalm 1 out. And we're just going to spend five minutes. There's going to be some background music just being played. And I want us to just meditate right now on this scripture. What's God saying to you? Maybe there's things that he's drawing out to you from the scripture. Just, just spend time reading the word, thinking deeply about it, not just on the surface. If you need a Bible, then just make yourself aware and welcome team can, can grab one. I know there's some in this cupboard down here at the front or it can go back on the screen. Let's just spend five minutes now, almost as part of our response, just between you and God. Just meditate. Chew over this word. What's God saying to you this morning?
Thanks for listening. For more podcasts, go to ivychurch.org forward slash media.